Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And it's a dull day. <laughs> it's not, it, it's kind of one of those strangely pale days. We've entered into another time and another place and another. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's not dark, cloudy, In and this brooding. strange world, Idaho is behaving very scaredy pants like. Well. We all thought we were kind of the rough, We like tough, to think that Idaho still had west. some cowboy in not, it, but no, it, cowboy has turned tail and fled. <laughs> so we're just here in Idaho, not living up to our own expectations. No. The governor just announced it up that we have to stay at home for another 15 days. Yeah. The part that's so bad about this, and I know we may have listeners who fall in all places on this idea, but you have to understand that Idaho is, in the entire state, had 11 new cases yesterday, <laughs> and he has given us two more weeks of solitude just to double check well, that we're not having more. Last I heard, we still only have three cases in the whole county. Yeah, that's what I was just looking it up. It never got that. higher than three, everyone. Yeah, we've made it to three, and we had three, and in spite of the fact that our hospital had set up a shanty town <laughs> extra hospital for all of our influx of disease, <laughs> we have three people in our county with it, 12 in the neighboring county in Whitman, and nobody in either county in the hospital. Yeah. So we have succeeded in overdoing it is what we have done we are we are out of control anyways i was telling becca i feel like this is that this is that moment where like all classic heist movies the lights have gone out and when they come back on we'll find we're not wearing our family jewels <laughs> the family jewels in this case being our religious liberties our freedom to gather, our Amazing. rights to free speech. Although, speaking of freedom to gather, that we is gathered. what we did do last week for Easter oh, Sunday. So good. You should tell them about your big preparatory works that you were up to because... Oh, we did the... We, oh, my word, I'm yawning. Sorry. It's that kind of a day. We did a, we did a, a drive-in service. We did a radio broadcasted service while everybody stayed in their cars. And we prepped communion, so we had little bottles of Sutter Home and communion cups and a slice of bread in a Ziploc type thing in boxes. So then the elders distributed the boxes to the cars, and then the people in the cars distributed it to the people in the cars. It was and so moving, we've never We've never done any honking in church at all, and <laughs> we did a lot of it this time. <laughs> it was like when he said, he is risen, and everyone said, he is risen indeed, and then everyone felt like they needed to honk their horns because they were concerned that the other cars might not know that they were enthusiastically answering. <laughs> And it was lovely. It was a absolutely wonderful, yeah. wonderful. It was. Thing. It was so memorable. Like not just because it was Easter. It it's like that was just an interesting. It was memorable because it was top. really meaningful. Because everybody really, so many really people. needed to gather with the saints to worship, and we did. And that we was did. what was really and wonderful. I I loved it because I felt like. It's clearly shaking everything up and forcing everybody to, like, by golly, we have to make this happen some way or other. Yeah. And, and it ended up like we were out at this little private airstrip for crop dusters going past the planes and the tractors and yeah. parking, looking at this beautiful, huge hill, dad preaching out of a... What was it? Some kind of a trailer. It a was trailer like a trailer thing. hitch of some kind. It was just so with, great. With our communion being handed out by men and with orange gloves on and it was so carrying great. big plastic bins full of boxes. It was very different. But one thing that I thought was really interesting is that I thought I was surprised to find that there is actually a significant difference between watching the same service as other people from your own home mm -hmm. and bothering to gather even in a very complex and 
difficult way. Like the fact that everyone was yeah. like, stay in your cars. If you have to go to the bathroom, you'll just have to go home. Like yeah. that's how it is. Uh, that even with that, there was a real world of difference between worshiping at home and gathering with God's people. But even there, I felt like the previous weeks where we were doing it at home, it was it was not the same as just listening to a sermon on no, a but that's, day. You know so, I mean? And this is actually, this is interesting for us because our church does not uh, live stream our service. No. And the, re- well, no, we have been in this time. Yeah. But, but we usually. do not as a matter of principle because they do not want people to believe that listening to something in your home is the same thing as gathering right. with God's people. And they didn't, they don't want to live stream things like the communion and stuff that it should be done in person. Right. Right. So we don't, we share the sermons from our church, not the whole service, which is to say that this is your big chance. If you were wanting to come to a whole service of our church, this is your big chance when you can come visit our church, because this is the only time if you can come in the flesh, it won't be on the internet. So that's how it is. Anyways. So that's what, that's what we did. And it was, it was a wonderful thing to gather with people, yeah. even though we were just honking and waving at each other. Everyone was very blessed yeah. by the fellowship. And we're doing it again yep. this week. We're driving into church, and we'll see what happens if our governor decides to all let us come back out in the front yard again or not. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're all asking ourselves, what? Oh. Boy. is happening yesterday i finally hit the skids of i was wandering around the house going what is it for? i just did your double bounce uh, wear out i felt like it was a my lo- double bounce i was is telling, a thing of of maybe historic interest but it is no longer fresh in my mind well i just <laughs> the thing was yesterday i kind of was shuffling around feeling like it was a lump in the gravy sort of a, yeah it was it's that not working. sort of a day, but no, you know, not a lump in the gravy. It would be one of those times when you're cooking and you're doing it wrong. So what <laughs> happens, what happens is you're like melting butter in a saucepan and then you realize it's the wrong size. So mm-hmm. then you transfer it to something else and then you, so it's the kind of time when you get yeah. a lot dirty, but you get very little done, yeah. but you've got a lot messed yeah. up. Yeah. And so that was, that was my yesterday. I was, I was not nailing it. I was, I was feeling like what's even happening and what's the point yeah but my my new my new I'm back routine, on the horse my I new will regime say. is to wake up in the morning and go what's happening today <laughs> what is this day what is it about and then i go all oh, right it's about nothing <laughs> nothing is happening today there is no it's very funny there is no plan or solution well, we have I, a good view i'm taking a picture of our view for the or yeah, it's pretty. It's actually it's, we're kind of sitting here overlooking right where we had church yeah, last you're week. Right. We're on the other but, side of there. Um Yeah, but anyway, so I'm I'm trying to get back on my enthusiastic wagon here and get some stuff it's done. Rough. It's rough on the enthusiastic Everyone, wagon. Update. I have three drawers in my kitchen now. Count them. One, two, three. It's kind of a big time. It is pretty big time. Yeah, it's big. She's moving up in I the world. I put some tile up on the wall that I got fired. I've been most grieved by having nowhere to donate all my junk. I'm that has been with that. clogging up my life systems yeah, in a bad way. I'm struggling there too because yeah. if only we could throw it somewhere. Well, it feels like the stuff that shouldn't be thrown away to me, yeah. but is nonetheless. And then our dump was closed, which was just rude. Yeah. Just and like, not only should you stay home, stay home in your garbage, with your garbage. <laughs> we don't want to help you with that. But they did help us. I mean, they, that's because we're in the county and we take our garbage to the garbage and to the dump instead of whatever. It was a big pain, but I think we got past that. <laughs> I tried my sourdough starter again, everyone. It's um, two days old now. It's looking not luscious. I'll have to fill you in on I'm whether you're my so bad at sourdough 2.0, whether it works. I've been making more. I've been just doing experimental sourdough. Well, I guess me too, but 
so far. No, I mean, I've I've just been off in a new branch of sourdough work, experimenting with 80% hydration, which is really wet. So I've been... Is it making you happy? It, yeah, it, weirdly, I get a lot of joy out of, you know, yeah. doing whatever experiment. I said when I started making sourdough that I thought it would take me five years to get mm-hmm. to know it. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've taken the next step in our relationship, but <laughs> I still, I think I might have underestimated how many years it was going to take me to really know it. <laughs> I'm comfortable hilarious. with it, but I am not a thousand percent sure what it's about some right. of the times, right. but I've been really enjoying it. My new reckless techniques have involved me just mixing up the dough and then leaving it on the counter overnight and then sometimes I stretch it a few times and then leave it on the counter overnight or then I do but it's really been good bread so it's been fun fun. yeah that's quite good yeah the interesting tidbit I have just gonna delve into some crafting nuances but here's here's what's happened in my life on multiple fronts and some of you listeners may have this experience so might be whatever might resonate yeah so i dislike when i don't know the right way to do something okay i don't feel like i have to do it the right way but i want to know what i'm sinning against sure that's the thing i want to be aware that's kind of like what they say about poetry you need to know the rules before you can be allowed to break them well i was gonna say it's oscar wilde saying a gentleman never offends anyone accidentally Right. And the, and the thing is, is that I always just have felt like you need to kind of know what you're dealing with in sure. order to sure. know if it's grievous or not what you've done. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is why I was really put off of crochet for many years when I okay. was younger. One of my early crochet instructors, I don't know, I just remember this discussion that I was, this is pre-internet. I always sure. have to say that because now there's no excuse for not knowing no. these things. But then no. it was more complex. Yeah. And I was like, but which hole do you stick the hook in? Yeah. And the person that was allegedly going to teach me. I think that horse said, just bit the other horse. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's I think a sign you just, of the time. I think you just <laughs> chomped the other horse's neck. They seem in charity with one another, so... Well, they did until that happened. Yeah, but look at them. They're just still in charity. Well, it doesn't matter. They're going to have a fight now. I think there might be some passive-aggressive stuff going on. Yeah. Some... (laughs) Some horsey business. (laughs) Anyway, this person... Okay, this person was like... them. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. You just stick it in whichever hole you want to. (laughs) And I felt like... It can't be Surely so. Not. It can't be so. <laughs> and, it, and it was like, do you put it like this? And I was like, that'll work. I'm oh, like, no. or do you do it like this? Sure, you could do that too. So it wasn't until years later when someone was like, no, this is what it means. And they showed me this is the place yeah. where you do it. And you do it this way if it says the front bar or whatever. And yeah. this way if it says the back. And I was like... Well, see, I thought there was a rule. And yeah. then after I knew that, I was much more comfortable with crochet. Sure. But the side of it that was just sort of like, oh, you just sort of whiz around yeah. trying to whatever you think. Make you and it'll happen. Rumple stilt skin of exactly. a thing. Exactly. Yeah. So the other the other field where I've always been this way is quilting. Because I've always felt like there's a deep, deep world of sort of the precision engineers that do quilting yeah (laughs) that that is not my scene it's also true about weaving that people weave either because they love to engineer things or because they love color and texture but it's and obviously i'm sure some people do both but there is a world of weavers that are all about the puzzle yeah. The the puzzle engineering side yeah, of it. The right. mathiness of it is yeah. the part that they love most. And um, anyways, but quilting, I always had this idea was like, a, I, and, I, and I know that I made it even more, I know that when I tried a quilt block at one time, I was so set on, I mean, I was probably in high school, but I was so set on getting the precision 
that yeah. I ironed just the junk out of every piece, but I think I stretched Stretched and it. warped it yeah. monstrously in that effort. To like, I didn't think about the fact that you could misshape it right. while you did right. that. So I think I like, and then it gets this air of the elusive impossibility. Like, <laughs> like it's impossible to cut fabric to the right size yeah. and keep it the yeah. right size. Yeah. Especially if you're going to steam and stretch every little bit of it right. into terrible shapes and then yeah. try to make the seam. And yeah. anyways, all of this is to say that I did a friendship quilt. We're working on it still, I guess. I'm like halfway done with it the quarantine and I all of a sudden have like like some mental click I have I have quilted things I have sewn different things through mm -hmm. the years I didn't let it I didn't let it kill me that okay. I didn't feel competent in the field of quilting okay but all of a sudden I feel like I figured out some element of the puzzle like where I was like nice. oh I get it. Mm -hmm. I see how this works and why we do this. And then, because little things like which direction to iron the seams, or when they say iron the seam yeah. open, they yeah. don't mean iron the seam open. They mean open on the right side. I see these are the kinds of things yeah. that I'm like telling you. One that I got for years. This is not that fascinating. There's a knit direction that is pick up and knit stitches. So it'll be like pick up and knit 10 stitches down the side of the heel, the back of the heel. So it's like a place where you have to get new stitches going. Well, that direction, pick up and knit, seems pretty straightforward. You're like, okay, I need the stitches on my needle. I should pick them up and then I'll knit them. Okay. Right? You're like, I get what you're talking about. I'll pick up and knit those. Okay. For years, I had these slop sauce pick up and knit sections where I would look at it and just be like, that's just a mess. I should try this. Or I would like twist yeah. it or I would do all these different things. And then guess what happened? Found out the right way. Yeah. I one time went ahead and looked it up. What do they mean when they say pick up and knit? And it was nothing like what I was doing. It was a really simple, like much right. easier, yep. straightforward, looked a billion times better when you finished. And I, I had to marvel at my, yeah, the dumbness of it having always, toiled around with it without finding out the right way to do it for a long time. It is always a real blessing when you finally get that, that yeah. little piece. Yeah, so either way, I bought more fabric for another quilt top. Well, nice. That's what happened. Well, I got my quilting fabric out of the basement, the stuff that I designed Ooh, years yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah. Why didn't you give it to me when oh, you did that? Oh, yeah. It's sitting <laughs> in a stack in my front room on the bolts. That's Fun. as far as I've gotten. And I don't actually want a quilt out of it. Because the thing is, is I didn't design it for that. Like, it is quilt fabric, but I designed it for girls' dresses because that's what I was doing at the time. And it's just, yeah, I'm going to put it back in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that I, I bought the fabric for a different one because I just sort of, now I have my attention captured by this. I think a quilt is sort of actually like a puzzle, except you end up with something permanent at the end of it. Yeah, not always pretty. That's the problem. I feel like there's a lot of bad deeds that go down in the quilt world. Well, no, there's a lot of bad deeds that go down in all crafting worlds. This is true. There's this no, is true, there's a lot of bad deeds that go down and not in the don't craft at all worlds. There's well, just, yeah, but see, like I, when I did design this quilt fabric, I went down to the big quilt market. It was Salt Lake City, had the booth and the whole thing, met all of the A-list quilt fabric designer celebrity people, which was hilarious. They really, really, it was like... Well, there are people who know how to get a quarter-inch seam allowance well, and not make mistakes. These like. were the designers, and they really, it was like long lines to get to go see them sort of things. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you just would walk through and look at some of these things that people have slapped together and brought to market, and it's, 
Like, wow. wow. I, I feel like some bad, bad this stuff. Is a, this is probably Tackety, a bad. Tackety, And This is Lots a bad. This is a situation that I struggle with. <coughs> Back when I was a child, sometime I decided to make dinner. And it was going to be a big fling that I was going <laughs> to make dinner. Like the fact that I was like, how about I feed us sure. tonight? I can't recall what we ate. Except that it was too much and it didn't go together. Like, I'm pretty sure that there may have been twice baked potatoes, but also Doritos on the menu. <laughs> Who knows what the main dish was? A calzone? I mean... <laughs> it, it was some, it was some oh, no. extensively not thought out. Things. But it was like my first time through the concept of what would be sure. good to have on the table at the same time. And and later oh, on, wow. in a more finessed way, I remember mom being like, great job, Rachel. Maybe next time we, we, can, we can pare back some of the side dishes. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what offerings were out on the table that night? If only we'd taken a picture. But later on, I have found when I would do catering things, and even when you're doing Sabbath or doing whatever regular Mm -hmm. hospitality entertaining opportunities you have, don't try to make everything the standout dish. And because the reality is a lot of the food on a plate or the things that go with it need to be support roles it's like you don't nobody wants to have a concert of a bunch of lead sopranos singing kind of against each other at the same time like you actually need the less thrilling counterparts sure which is why sometimes say you're doing like a blackened jerk salmon or something you know like something that's going to be that you don't want to also do a a roasted scallion hot pepper potato mash or something (laughs) because it starts to get like you actually want that to have a counterpoint well it's like in makeup you're not supposed to dark eye and dark lip don't do eyes and mouth pick Pick a thing pick a thing and then once you've picked it just let stick the, with that let and let the it be the main be let the main message be that you did a dark <laughs> eye today not that you're doing everything dark today and anyways that but that happens with quilts i think and this is the thing that's interesting is that if i look at a quilt that i think is really lovely mm-hmm. sometimes when i'm actually looking at it up close i don't actually care for some of the yeah parts sure. of it like i'm like that that is kind of boring or this is kind of stupid or whatever. Um, but when it was, but I like the finished piece. I think I'm sometimes just really aware that I don't. I think what we're trying to say is it's not enough to be an engineer when you come to making a quilt. Yeah, you but have it's to better also, to be an engineer who tries to but make you, a quilt. No, but I mean, you have to have some sort of artistic sense about it. I don't know, Beck. I'm going to argue with you because I think that there's You just a... finished saying that, so I'm going to argue back that that is what you just said. I wouldn't say it's not enough to do it. I think that... No, that you can do... You could have every corner match perfectly and at the end of the day... You could miss its soul Yeah, you miss the soul because yeah. it was... You had too many competing oranges and blacks in there or you... Something. Like, yeah. it's, it has to all sing together and that's the part... And it, but, but sometimes it's also the part that I'm really, like, I'm my needle point. I'm really interested by the fact that I dislike the colors of the yarns. Oh, sure. You that wouldn't have ever picked I those. I would never pick those. And that, But I love, like, I know it's a, someone's better eye for the color wheel than mine. Sure. That they composed yarns, in, like, individual colors that, when put together, look incredibly vibrant. Yeah. But I would not have thought that that was how you would accomplish that. Right. I would have been like, that's interesting. Right. I would never have picked a kind of subdued sage green to well, make an electric thing. I'll tell you what I keep did. staring at is an ad that social media pitched to me, and I've watched it now. Now it'll haunt A you. number of times. Well, I think I'm just, it's like if you watch it, you know you're just bookmarking it for later. You'll still be able to buy it because yeah. it'll follow you around. 
and I think I'm gonna have to buy it particularly if I have another lumpy gravy day I'm gonna have to just hurry up and order it but it's like the punch hook embroidery or the punch hook thing that you have that a you, punch needle yeah. yeah punch needle but it's a little tiny embroidery one I have that so you can do your embroidery all from the top side and I feel like I kind of want to yeah I have kind of want to sally forth and I order have one that. of those hmm. I, I own it I all right well you have a sourdough starter that works too so <laughs> Let's not be too hard on me just because I'm so successful. <laughs> Remember that old hair yeah. shampoo commercial or something that was like, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Oh, That's what Rachel's saying right that's now. That's what I'm doing. Don't hate me because I already she, own the punch needle she, embroiderer. She just tossed her hair right over her face I and did back it. I think again. I deserve a little hair glory after last week with the bread tie. Some, somebody sent me a picture of their bread ties asking if I needed them for my Etsy shop. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I haven't good. even used a bread tie since good. that time. Well, I just feel like it's a little silly. I'm still trying to dig out a whole bunch of stuff at my house, but I have finished, like, I finished some throw pillows that had been lurking unfinished for a long time. I have time. to do that. I haven't done it yet. I got a little chair upholstered that I had been meaning to upholster. I'm getting rid of, I've cleaned things out that I, that I can safely say now I don't need, where I'm like... This yeah, is not part okay. of my needs now. Yeah, my thing is I, I've been, we've been working on the kitchen, so I got my tiles enough for the baking nook. I got all the, all of the designs on. I got the tiles fired. I got them on the backsplash, but I can't do the other side until there's more structural stuff that needs to be done before I can put the tiles up. I've gotten the drawers that are done. I've gotten those painted. Mm-hmm. But, you know, have, there's a bunch of stuff that needs to be done, but it can't quite yet. So I might have to, I might have to start a new list of, here's all, I, I'm saying I might have to go down to tier two at this point oh, of, wow. of things I feel that like need to be still, dug out. We've built, we as Luke built the piece of our counter that we were Yeah, why gonna, was he using our table saw last night? What are you guys working on? The cat, the piece of our counter? We had, we saved our leftover flooring bits. Okay. We had one piece of our counter, you know, where it runs into the, the where the fridge is right across the hall from the fridge. Mm -hmm. There's that section where I've just had like a little table or something. Oh, yeah, right there. yeah, yeah. But we've been meaning to put the counter oh, wrapping. Fun. We're going to do a wood stretch on the counter cool. right there. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing. It was going to be a desk, like a desk space originally, like my cookbooks are there, like a place that you nice. can sit yeah. in, the counter, in the kitchen. But we made the tabletop with a scrap flooring, okay. got it all, and then he was milling, because we were using our oak flooring leftovers, he was milling that groove, the, yep. that bit off of it, for, it. The, for the two sides. So, or the four sides, I guess, but the, yeah. for the side pieces. So... What I was going to say, this is changing the subject here randomly, but I still think it's an important subject, so I want to talk about it. Because okay. in these times of quarantine, we're having, there's a lot of dealing with yourself that it's has true. to happen. Because there's a lot of like the busyness of life and being out and about and, and having a hectic schedule that like keeps you from from self-reflection sort of yeah. like a, there's enough distraction going on in life. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really likely that for a lot of our listeners, this is a time that is like drawing your attention to sad things kind of like drawing your attention to, um, just the, the things that feel unsolvable or mm -hmm. heavy or, um, sure. That I don't know. I think in terms of baggage, sin from your past that is haunting you in some way, or like how to, like this just seems like a time when your your regular life is not covering up that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like things have changed to the point where you're like, maybe having more time in your own head than you usually would. Sure. And, anyways, I was just thinking about this, and I was thinking about the. If you're a Christian and you have, say you have sin in your past, that there's a lot of sins that 
you can be forgiven, but it's not like you, you lose your memory of having sure. had been involved in that sin yeah. or that you lose the effects of the sin because sometimes that will yeah, linger. Sometimes right? they stay with you. And so if there are things uh, like that, I was just thinking, this is what I thought we could talk about a little bit, is more how to deal, like as a Christian, how to deal with things that have been forgiven, but that still feel like they're present in your life okay. a bit. Um, anyways, the example that I was using when I was talking to someone was that like, if you've been forgiven that, it's like you have a, you have a carcass that got buried in your backyard and that sometimes you're just going out to dig it up to check if it still smells bad. Like it's <laughs> like, it's like, let's just go revisit that incident mm-hmm. and think about it, right. you know, and then feel overcome with guilt and shame again about something that you've already been forgiven. Right. Now I'm assuming when you say you're already <laughs> forgiven for it, you mean any necessary other yes. components yes. have already been done to any restitution. Yeah, like or... not not that you like said, oh, that was a mistake. I'm talking about it's been no, but handled. You know, there's, there's, yeah, that's my question because there's the piece of it where sometimes it lingers because you you ask God to forgive you for cheating on your master's thesis, but you actually never went back and confessed right. it to the proper to authorities. Right elsewhere. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, but you're saying, assuming that that's something. all been done. Okay, I'm talking about in our, like, I am talking about things like, um, let's say you were immoral before you got married. Yeah. Or let's say that you were using drugs or you were, you know, things that mm-hmm. have a lot, or like you've been, you were using painkillers or you were you know like that there was a sin that haunts you in ways that even though it's been confessed and forgiven yeah it you feel like you can't shake it because it's always with you your knowledge of having Having been that person having done that thing right and i was anyways in thinking about this i was just thinking about how as a christian and i and i here's what i think happens and i don't Oh, there are the cutest little birds back here. Um, what I think happens to people is that you know that Christ can actually handle this all the way. So when you find evidence of it, you feel like you didn't do it right or something. You know what I mean? Like, like you feel like you're not really a Christian or this wouldn't still. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about yeah. at all? Like that there's just a lot of room for self-doubt and heaviness or like I'm not like the other Christian ladies who are not weighed sure. down by this or yeah. I don't have, um, you know, I'm the only one who seems to not be able to get past this or yeah. whatever. Anyways, I was just thinking about the difference between um, between marking your sins in your life, like treasures that you have to go check on all the time Mm -hmm. in the backyard Mm -hmm. and instead building a God glorifying garden on top, like, like in faith that it has been forgiven. Yeah. Leaving it alone. Do you know what I like? And moving on to actually a, not like a going to go keep checking if it's gone, Yeah. but instead in faith, what can I build in the confidence of forgiveness? Sure in place of this. And um, I was just thinking about that because I do think that this is a pretty spiritually heavy time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I think it's it's definitely a time. And <laughs> there's, there's no way it's not uh, shaking a lot of dust off of a lot of, a lot of things in people's lives. Oh, yeah, because it's... But I think in some other ways... There are some some uh, sins that maybe are rearing their heads again that you hadn't really put to death that uh-huh. that came back at you. Yeah, but I that well that's for sure true. But I guess the thing I was trying to think of is what would you say practically to people um, that's like when you're tempted to go relive old sins. I think that you should say to yourself. I'm right now committing a different kind of sin, and I'm going to turn from this one right, just right. like I'm turning from 
those, or I have right. turned from those, which is getting um, super introspective and riddled with guilt when actually you know that God has promised forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It's you deciding to not believe him right now. And that's a thing that you should stop doing. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I think like if you if you treat it as something that you need to stop, like this is this is actually well, you know what it's like. Maybe I've said this before on the podcast, but I remember when I was little, and um, we were living on Anna Street. Mm -hmm. Like it was like I was really little, and mom and dad would put me to bed, and then I would hear mom doing the dishes, and I decided that what was happening was she was packing them all up in a box and they were going to leave me and dad would like go to put on a record. And I remember the sound of him like Fiddling flipping around, through yeah. the records. And I was sure that he was putting all the records in a box and that would be it. They're going to leave me. And I would get really scared that and every little piece of evidence that they were still in the house was actually further evidence that they were about to leave the house because I could hear mom in the kitchen. That meant that she was about to leave. You I were could, a cynic. I could hear dad in the living room. That meant he was about to leave. And I remember that being a thing. And I don't, I don't know how long I did it. I know that it was multiple nights. I don't know if this is all in one week. It's so much like a kid though, to go on a hot streak of some <laughs> weird thing like that. Yeah. And so the thing is, is I remember just being real sad that they would ditch me like that. <laughs> if they loved me, they'd just stay here night after night. But instead, they're obviously leaving. And so then, so then <laughs> apparently, the thing that shook me out of it was they were trying to reassure me and tell me, of like, course, no, we, we would never do leave that. You. And yeah. of course, and Becca, why would you ever think we would leave you and and I think they tried reassuring me for a few nights and then on when I persisted in my ways <laughs> I remember dad saying Becca you are lying about us like you're telling lies about your mom and about me and, <laughs> and I was like oh and what's worse is and, you're believing me. and the thing is is I didn't ever do it again after that. <laughs> and I actually don't, I remember doing it. I don't remember that conversation, but I know that that's the thing that he told me that popped me out of it. And I think that that's a similar, yeah, it is. It's a similar thing where it's like, do you believe that God has forgiven you for that sin? Well, stop telling lies about him then. Or, and also <laughs> stop acting like, yeah, stop Stop acting like his forgiveness is actually something that he did to throw it in your face all the time. Yes, but, but what right? I mean is like in the same way that I was capable of taking all the evidence that they were still there and flipping it right. into they're not going to be in a minute. I think the same thing can happen. You can look at all the evidence of God's goodness in your life and you can mm -hmm. weave that into the narrative of how you're not actually forgiven. <laughs> Yeah. And so I think that's where... Well, it's... this is an example of also... This is a place that wives can be terrible. Like, you can do that so easily to your husband and think that you're, like, trying to make him prove something that he should not be having to prove to you because, you know, like you're saying, the evidence of them being there mm -hmm. is when you're accusing them of not being there <laughs> do you know what i mean like sure. thinking yeah. and i think that's really easy to do in any situation where love is involved where like yeah. commitment and love is involved and also what you said reminded me of when i was pregnant with shad and i was just sure something was wrong like i got i was having the premonitions mm. and sure. um they were not meaningful and i was for the most part <laughs> not involved in it but I was like it's my sixth pregnancy like yeah. I just felt like I was due for something bad yeah, sure yeah. right like I had had it too easy like I had twins that were healthy I had like I, it yeah. just felt like I was due for like like I was a statistic that had run out of gas yeah, sure. and it was time for my bad statistic yeah and um but Luke used that analogy actually being like it's just like it is just like saying 
that, well, my parents have fed me every day and provided for me every day so far and love me so far. So any minute they're going <laughs> to lock me in the bathroom and starve me. Like, like now yeah. is the time when the fatal blow will fall. Like right. the, this is what this has all been right. about. My lucky streak. My will lucky end. streak will end. And, and it was so, it's, it was so funny because I really needed to think of it that way and realize that like, no, obviously God doesn't treat us that way. And if there was a hard providence coming, he would provide for it. It right. would be part of his loving care for us. Yep. Not, not like a switcheroo into something else. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I would just try to think of practical tips that I would tell people for dealing when you're feeling too much in your own head and too much in your own past well, and in your own... You know how sometimes you just really need to change the channel? Yeah. Like, switch the radio station? Switch the radio station. If the radio station... set your mind on things above. <laughs> yeah. And genuinely, like, turn it off. I know Ben uses this example in his lordship classes, but... um. He talks about how if you spend your time saying, I can't think about this, you know, like if you're not allowed to think about rabbits, I think is the mm -hmm. example. So you spend stop all your time saying, concentrating stop, on rabbits. stop thinking about rabbits, stop Wait. thinking about the way they hop around. Isn't it the and game that our kids play? stop thinking about, I think that's frogs, but anyway. No, not the rabbits, the game. Where that's frogs, I think. Frogs. Yeah. I just remember that all it is is that all they say is, I lost I the game. The game yeah. I lost the game because you lose it by remembering, by remembering that you're playing it. Yeah, but if you spend all your time being like, <coughs> I can't think about their little ears and I can't think about the tail, stop thinking about the hobby. Oh, no. And then the way their little nose wiggles, like, stop <laughs> thinking about that. And it's like you actually can't stop thinking about something by concentrating on <laughs> not thinking snort. about it. <laughs> I snorted and yawned if, in one episode. If you instead were to begin thinking about pelicans and you were to start thinking about the way they behave, <laughs> then that's actually a good way to stop thinking about rabbits. Infinitely more effective. <laughs> but as long as you are focusing on not thinking about it, yeah, and it's actually, not I think going to work. I think there's a few good flags that you can think of, of like things that you should just be like, that's a good sign to change not gonna, the station. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean by change the station. Don't sit and tell yourself all about and don't the ways try to turn which... it, Don't try to turn it into a void. Like... I'm going to not, I'm going to think of nothing because I can't think yeah. of rabbits. Fill your mind with something yeah. else. Like don't, like if you're, if you're Be dwelling. Be busy then. Yeah. If you're dwelling on the old sin, then the way you're going to pull out of that nosedive is not by telling yourself, don't think about it. Don't think about the way that you snorted cocaine <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> whatever it is. Like. <laughs> Don't think about all the bad consequences of the time. Yeah. yeah. Just or change even, the channel. I'm just, just going to say another, another really popular way to reflect too much on the wrong radio station is to relive conversations of when other people were unkind to you. And well, that's a terrible thing to do anyways. Yeah, but, but it's also muy popular. <laughs> <laughs> and if you find yourself... Ever having one of those little saucy conversations with someone in your head, where oh, you're telling them what for, and you're getting your comebacks polished You should have a moment right then to be like, cancel that, cancel well, that. Not if you're good. living too much in your imagination, like that, where you're imagining the situation where you can unleash that that comeback that you had worked on. You know, that's or just... even if you're just quoting what other people said that you didn't like to yourself. In yeah. a worse in a worser you're tone replaying, of voice. Like, yeah. basically, if you found the worst parts of the um, movie and you just watch that little two-minute clip mm -hmm. over and over and over mm -hmm. and over and over in your head, it's just unhealthy. It's like every part of it is bad. Let's just do something else. Yeah. Do, do something else. Do something productive. And don't sit and tell yourself not to do that. Get up and go do something else. One of the reasons that I got into knitting when my when I had the passel of children 
when they were little, was the uh, fact that it was mentally challenging and that I would sometimes, like when I was giving them a bath, I can remember trying to figure out how you would shape a shoulder. Or yeah. like, yeah. how would you do this? Like, it was a mental puzzle yeah. that I would think about. And then I would periodically research briefly during the day. And then I would finally get my chance to try it. And I would try yeah. it. And the thing is, is that that was a, it was good to keep your head on a channel yeah. that was not, yeah. I've been working all day. <laughs> I'm so tired. Nobody here offers me cheese. I just have to offer them cheese. <laughs> Everybody spills the craisins and steps on them in this house because nobody cares about me. I'm like, oh, and then another for, dirty diaper. It's little... only been an hour and a half since the last dirty diaper I had to change. <laughs> for a little relief, I'll turn on Facebook and read about all the atrocities of the world. Yes, and then like, <laughs> and then, or and then I will. I Actually, just was hearing from... And then research those atrocities. Yeah, I just was... Oh, my gracious. <laughs> Googly moogly. Somebody, somebody um, recently was messaging for... It was somebody was looking for help in dealing with someone else. So this was a little further removed. But it was someone who I... From if what I gathered briefly was correct. It was a woman who was out hunting all acquaintances who may have used a vaccine... To tell them they are no true Christian and they, they are, yeah, I mean, it was someone who has clearly lost all sense of proportion in what are the main things that we should spend our time doing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like just oh, yeah. where you've really, but the, but the reality is that's what happens when you yeah. have your mind on an unfruitful channel and then you're at every free moment going to freshen up on more outrages to fuel that fire instead of just trying to be productive and, you know, yeah, putting your mind in a different yeah. channel. The other Completely. channels are more fruitful channels. Yeah. And productive things. Yeah. My, more, my most recent channel is, is these random thoughts about quote blocks. You know, yeah, where you're like, you whoa, go. whoa, I think I figured something out I never figured out before. This is really interesting. <laughs> and I also got new yarn for a new weaving project, so that's exciting. Oh, well exciting. done, you. Yeah, it'd be better if I was getting it all done, not just thinking of getting it done. Yeah, but. I'm. see, I still have to teach classes from far afield. And I'll tell you my real deep fear. I made it, See, I have to make these videos. To make a video, post a video make a video post a video and I just did I already say this on the podcast I know that they're all listening to me at double the speed and I'm gonna be the oh, oven and the good. chipmunk happening yesterday I was like don't you people do that to me don't you listen to me on double the speed and I was definitely getting the like uh-huh we did it Oh, I definitely. My kids have been doing it. It's like, oh, it's so rude. It's so uncharitable to listen to a person on two times the speed. That is uncharitable. I know. I feel like it's a violation of basic Christian justice principles. Okay, so I did have a tip as we're ending. I was going to say this should be our tip. Good. I'm glad you remembered that because I had a mental note to have that be our tip. So as you all maybe know, our brother, N... D. Wilson. N for noodle. D, D for duck duck. <laughs> Wilson. Yes. He um, has the Ashtown burial series. Which would be a great thing to read in quarantine. Yeah, you should. For everyone, you should read it yourselves. It's great. Yes. So he wrote, it's, it is called the Ash, yeah, Ashtown burial series. And book four has been causing people gloom and sadness for a long time by not having come out yet. Yeah, the end of book three. There was a big shuffle around his publisher. I actually don't know what all went into that, but it is a series that is short one book. We gotta get Short, the we one. gotta get the final. So he's book. doing something that is so super fun. But Random House is being difficult about it, I think, and so that was why they're doing it this way. Uh yes, yeah, so what he's doing that is really gonna be fun 
is subscriptions to get the book in new actual newsprint like newspaper installments like a periodical of getting the book chapter by chapter chapter. by chapter so as they are completed as they as so it will be like what dickens used to do sending people having his next chapter in each newspaper or whatever so i just think that this is something that you should all sign up for because it's super fun so but there is a due date on it and he has to get a certain number for this to happen he's up to a thousand and i think he needs two thousand to make the print runs uh, worth, worth doing. It. So this is what the, uh, how many issues will there be? The answer is that he's writing it until it's done. So he's not sure he will be writing it as it comes out. What exactly do I get? You get a physical issue of the silent bells mailed to your doorstep, uh, as the draft is written. You get to hang in the kitchen while the first draft of a long-awaited novel comes out of the oven all hot and fresh. Most importantly, you get to make sure that this novel comes into existence at all. Without you, Ashtown fans, and your glorious persistence, this would be the series finale that never was. Um, Then, let's see. He's just saying this is a limited edition. Uh, This is a limited serial edition, so this is there's not going to be... It's not going to be available if you don't sign up for right. it now. So where you want to go is ashtownburials.com. I need to go and sign up. I'm realizing Ashtown. what kind of nonsense have I been about that I haven't done that yet. Ashtownburials.com. Go sign up. Your kids will love getting newspaper chapters of a novel in the mail. My I mean, kids it's like will. three bucks, I think, and you'll be charged... As they ship? As they ship. So it's like three bucks for uh, this to be mailed to you. Yeah, so fun. And you know you need it. Buy one for all your friends. But you have to do it right now because I think the deadline is Monday. Yeah, so go do it. And that's and I what know I we're going to gonna have multiple co- copies coming to yeah, our I house. I better sign up for it real quick but while I mean, I'm like, talking about it. I'm going to, how many copies? What do I need? How many kids do I have? Seven <laughs> copies? Yeah. I know everyone's going to want their own edition. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it'd be fun for each of the kids to have their own little stash of these things. Yeah. So, it's going to so be So that's rad. what I'm telling you to do. Yeah, do it. And if you haven't read the first three, get on that horse and ride. Yes. All right. So, everyone, have a good time. Be more interesting than we are. Yeah. Yeah. Fare thee well. <laughs> <laughs>